Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was so tired this morning, I got on the train and tried to text my dog. Like, just to say that... Just to say that <laughs> no. Just to say... I, I, you waited for me to have a cup of, sip of tea before you said that. <laughs> I, picked up, I, picked, I picked up my phone to text my dog. <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah's away. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I love you and I'll, uh, and I'll see you at 12. <laughs> see you at 12. Lost my fucking mind. Does your dog know what 12 is? A dog doesn't know what a phone is. <laughs> right. Give a dog a phone. Give yeah. a dog a phone. <laughs> Say what you see, Gareth. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Ooh, don't you know? Hey there, friend. Ever dreamed of financial freedom? Imagine making money while you sleep, vacation, or spend time with loved ones. That's the magic of Marcus Speller's network marketing opportunity. Your key to the weekend. Start by investing a small amount, recruit like-minded individuals, and soon you'll be jingling and jangling away with your very own keys to the weekend. Your financial destiny is just a keyring away. Sorry, Spells invited me to a meeting at a hotel in an airport and he's emptied my bank account. Welcome to the Football Ramble. <laughs> it's Friday the 4th of August. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian Hantaraja. It's a new season. It's a new ramble. Just going to pile through a couple of messages before we say hello to um, the prodigal son of the football <laughs> ramble. Uh, don't forget, our new uh, scheduled kicks off on Monday, which will mean brand new ramble shows on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays every single week with regular ramble react shows as well on the continent. It's also bigger and better than ever before. And from next week, it's going to be released on its own feed. You'll get the main show every Thursday. Plus, you'll have Ask OTC every single Friday where Dotton, Andy and... And loads of other people will answer all of your burning questions about European football. Hit the link in our show notes to find that feed or search on the continent. This all kicks off this coming week, August the 7th, Monday. Uh, it's been going very well, hasn't it, the OTC feed, uh, Lukey Mo? It has. First of all, thank you very much for doing that read so Vish and I could recover from the opening to that show. Mm. Um, the dog phone and the read was big. Mm, okay. uh, it was very big. Yeah, well, I've got um, to slam my own messages in at Marcus's insistence because yeah. he will be back soon. Oh, he's a little nefarious bastard. He, yeah, you know, he, he will is, do, yeah, he'll yeah. get you like that. Um, yeah, On the Continent's new feed has been top of the Apple podcast charts, mm. sport, sports charts, I should say, for like two weeks now. Still mm. going strong. At the time of recording right now, it's still top of the sports charts. That's the Good kind stuff. of quality you're dealing with. Yeah. All, you, yeah. all you had to do was release it from the 
absolute the anchor yeah. is the ramble. <laughs> Dragging them back. down, are we? Yeah. yeah. Um, they we we don't like to get bogged down in the football here. Mm. They very much do like to get bogged down. In the they football. they like the marsh of football. And if you love a good show, mm. set it free. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of setting someone free and dragging them back to where they were before, uh, Vish, welcome home. Yeah, you, you returned from the LV Insurance Men's Action Series uh, that, that took place in Australia. Yeah, they're gonna love that again. Why wasn't in Australia? I, in, I saw you in a jumper on social media, and I thought he must be in South Africa Pete, or Pete Australia. He's been labouring under the impression that you've been in Australia all summer. <laughs> But in fact, you've just been down the road. Why is she texting me at 3 a.m. then? <laughs> yeah, well, that's your. Yeah, that is drunk you need off to explain ass. that, actually. I was going to say, this explains why you would only text me at 4 a.m. thinking yeah. it was the afternoon for exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. Thoughtful. Yeah. Thought he was texting his dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, your do- so, does your dog have a phone? My dog. It doesn't have a phone. I was just already very nuts. tired, and I already oh, nuts. He's uh, he had his nuts removed a couple of days ago, uh, and his uh, it, it, it scrotum is, is is just flopping around. Yeah, as as anyone's would, I suppose. But I, I was surprised how funny it was. As anyone's would. You're mm. a responsible dog owner, though, having him uh, neutered like that. Is that resp- Why do, why is that responsible? Because they don't go around shagging other dogs. But then fish. you don't get puppies, do you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't, don't want, want puppies. That. Yeah. Don't but want then what, what about so? How do we get the new? Like, do cancer? you think? Do you think male dogs are responsible fathers? They're just going to go. Oh yeah, I've got to go now. I've got to go look after that well, litter. I don't, I don't, I'm the dad who stepped up. I'm the dog who stepped <laughs> yeah. up. But the so how do you get pu- how do you get puppies? I mean, some of them are remain do remain intact. Yeah. Oh, so they are, are they like are they like swatting around? I was not prepared for how little Vish knew about dogs. Yeah. I don't have any. Let's I'm talk not, about not, let's not, talk about how much I know about cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be a longer conversation. But congratulations, Vish. You were um I mean, we talk about um uh, Luke Moore's predictions, Mostradamus and all of that. Vish, um you came up with these. Two two to England because it'd be a moral victory because they'll save test cricket. Um yeah, I think we're gonna get a bit of weather in Manchester because it's Manchester, but 2-2 is my scoreline. And all of that happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, um, is, that, is, Su- that is Susan Purb. And I, <laughs> Susan Purb. And I, I watched that clip so many times and I've just realised he says that he's in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she well. must be delighted. And, and presumably, our listeners to, to this show who love football and not cricket, although they might like cricket as well, but they're here for football reasons, mm. are going to be very, very impressed by a lot of the football predictions you make throughout the season this yes. season as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it was only a month before I revealed that I had Arsenal's finishing sixth in the Premier League. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, my, mate Ed, uh, my mate Ed texted uh, saying he, he, you had an amazing Ashes. Um, he's just updating me because I don't know anything about cricket. Um, uh, I, it was great hearing me on, on Test Match Special. Uh, Agus did call him Vichy, which does sound like Vichy, the collaborationist regime during the Nazi occupation of France. France yeah. So it felt like a very specific and unjust accusation, unless Agus knows something, and maybe Jules knew it too, just saying. So. One, of, <laughs> one, of my, one of my editors, who is a good mate of mine, um, jokingly refers to me as the Frenchman. The Frenchman? <laughs> Why? A Vichy France, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It makes perfect yeah, okay, sense. No, sorry, yeah, that's yeah. a bit disrespectful, though, to, <laughs> yeah. a, to, a, to a lovely man. <laughs> a lovely, lovely yeah. man. Uh, well, uh, let's get down to the football. Uh, we have got the keys to the weekend, because there's actually a... Uh, would you say Premier League adjacent football match happening this weekend? That's Probably. a great way of describing it. <laughs> I think they should put that in the official merchandise. Yeah, because obviously the season started with all of the Florida Cup ones. Do you want to come to a game on Sunday? Is it a Premier League game? It's Premier League adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the right ballpark. Yeah. Uh, the Community Shield, Arsenal versus Manchester City will be taking place uh, at 4pm on Sunday. Uh, and they're playing this game because they finished second in the league uh, last season, Arsenal. They worked so hard and what did they get? 
a default <laughs> to the charity yeah. shield. They bowed out for an extra game because Man City also won the cup. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, always, yeah. it's always a little bit... Look, first of all, watching the Community Shield can be very, very dull. But it can. It has be. got spicier in recent but years. But it can be yeah. spicy. I, I remember when Portsmouth were in it. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Neil Neil mate with Manchester United. I didn't bother waiting around for the penalties. I was so pissed off. And I thought <laughs> you, you left for the nah, penalties. Why are we having penalties in the Community Shield? Yeah, good point. It's mm. fucking pointless. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what? I'm at Wembley. It's going to take me 14 hours to get home. <laughs> sounds, I'm gonna... sounds like your knees got trembly, mate. They did actually. They yeah, got a bit I trembly. Can't, I can't hold my body weight up. I've got to go home. I can't speak. But it used it used to be good to see new kits. And new players. Oh, yeah, the debut yeah, of the kids. I but like that, that. All, that all happens on social media now. There's no and surprises anymore. There's no pop when no, the crowd see this stuff. Exactly. So Also, sometimes they wear the, the new... I suppose they don't do it anymore because they don't make enough money from it. Mm. But do you remember they used to show the old kits, kits in the last game of the previous, previous season? Yes. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was yeah, always, yeah. that felt a bit like a cheat to me. Mm. I didn't really like that. Yeah, I think it was also a bit like encroachment. Now, they are going to be livid. Let's show them a new kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, particularly with teams who are doing nothing. Um, well, I mean, speaking that's that was the Arsenal manoeuvre for about the last five years, anyway. Brand, good brand. Drip monsters, mm. yeah, drip monsters. Drip monsters um, yeah. Did you see that um, Arsenal have already lifted a trophy uh, in recent yeah. history? They uh, they won the Emirates Cup this week. They didn't want to be there, did they? They <laughs> well, did not want to be I, there. I do, I do love how um, important the clubs and the teams and the organisations make these things sound and then how not into it the, well, the actual team well, well because because Cause it's a nice cup it looks like the cover of um, Elite um, on the yes, Amstrad CPC it, it looks yeah. great that's a really good shout it Ooh. does and and the, the funny thing about for those who haven't seen it after when what, what do they call it the Emirates Cup Emirates, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Erdegaard and the team lift the trophy and it's you know, very underwhelming because they don't care because they're mm. players and they think this is fucking you know, basically this is the end of yeah. my pre-season and now yeah. I can't wait to get started and that's perfectly understandable but the club and the branding operation and the whole kind of marketing operation, which is a really important part of football these days, whether we like it or not. They're, it's just funny to me that they, they, they must have said to the players at some point, you know, I know this is like a preseason thing, but, you know, it's important. Mm. And the players just gone, nah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> well, I mean, you sort of see We're not going to do anything you say. Players who are moving um, to, 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 the, uh, uh, to, to Saudi Arabia and players that move to, like, China and stuff. Like, these... Like... Footballers aren't getting excited about these sort of trophies, but they're exactly the sort of trophies they're going to be experiencing when they're in the thirties. Yeah, so I, enjoy it. I think I would argue that they're winning the Emirates Cup in pre-season. I'd have to double check who the teams were, mm. but winning one of those pre-season tournaments—it's <laughs> harder is, than playing for Al Hilal. Yeah. <laughs> I think it probably is it probably is you're probably right um, a Man City fan paid £300 for a silver replica of the Champions League trophy this <laughs> summer um, but what he received uh, was, was was a very different thing Lukey Moore yeah it was um, it was a Scottish Premiership trophy <laughs> Favorite, to go all that way to create a trophy that was the wrong trophy, Gromit. So, so <laughs> is it Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, is that what you say? It is. So, first of all, I think it's important to lay a marker down here and say that a grown adult man has spent the best part of four hundred pounds yeah. on a replica Champions League trophy from a Chinese retailer, and he's <laughs> received like and he's received a Scottish Premiership trophy instead. Yeah. So he deserves, I think he deserves everything he gets. My favourite reply on the tweet was uh, to the tweet was, um, "Could they call this a quadruple?" <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite an impressive trophy. Yeah, but they, they, they photographed it from below to make it look bigger than it is. Though I think. Why? Yeah, it's a common trick. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you insist on all your uh, family shots? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, like why? <laughs> it's cricket. I'm trying to get involved with the cricket yeah, you banter. Should, yeah, it's you fine. Should. Yeah. 
absolutely fine. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what I expected, to be honest. No. I'm, you, know, you know, the worst thing is, I'm impressed with that reference. Yeah, where? It involves a penis. <laughs> of <course> it does. <laughs> um, Pep Guardiola. What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? I always sang that in the Amy Winehouse song. Oh, no, That's what he said. That'll be a company in text, wasn't it? What are you thinking? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Would have been so a better soon tweet. after the ashes. Why I'm, am I? De- <laughs> I love that he insisted that his, his, his uh, Twitter got hacked as well. Like, yeah. What? And someone posted a picture of a disgusting penis. Why, yeah. they, why is it all to it, our American what, what listeners? A, a, a really old cricketer got his wanger out on Twitter. Yeah, by accident. Yeah. By accident, he was hacked. The intersection, um, the intersection between. I'm probably going to see him soon. The intersection between, <laughs> like, not that much, pervy old guys and a lack of ability in tech is a great yeah, intersection. Yeah, it's lovely isn't stuff. It? Yeah. yeah, it's lovely stuff. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, old gentlemen in football, uh, Pep Guardiola, he's uh, he is uh, not doing any of that caper, but he is. <laughs> well, that was quite clear. <laughs> He'll obviously be very upset um, that Nathan Redmond signed for Burnley. Oh, I think I think he's been spending the whole of summer. Um, trying make, to get him, trying to come and get me. No, in the lab, making the diss track <laughs> about Redmond and company. Redmond, yeah. So absolute liberty. Because a couple of years ago, um, he, after Manchester City put uh, uh, Redmond's team to the sod, uh, he decided to just grab old Redmond and tell him off for being shit. No, he said he was telling him he was great. Yeah, yeah, but he was saying, he, you, you are usually very good. Why are you playing like this? Yeah. Like, he, really sort of lambasted him. Well, he was encouraging him to play more expansively because he is capable of playing more expansively. Yeah. Because I think that at the time... He's like, you're not my manager. Though. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. doing what he says. <laughs> yeah. If I if I do what you tell me to do, it's technically match-fixing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That's yeah. a really good I, point. I mean, do you think he's taken it as a massive liberty that Redmond's gone to play for company? No, I think it's perfect for him. Do you think he loves it? Yeah, he's probably calling company up, checking you know, how, checking in on him, yeah. How is he? Is he still training well? Does he I don't have... know why you're calling me about this. It'll, it... be, it'll, be, it'll have been annoyed that he went to Turkey, though, surely. I know I've got a real Debbie Downer on Turkey in the quality of football, but... Why have you got a Debbie Downer on Maybe, Turkey? Uh, yeah, I think we'll find out. Move, it? Yeah, we'll find we'll, out, yeah. We'll find out when he has a full head of hair on the first day of the season. It's <laughs> 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 uh, a great dental work. Yeah. yeah. Too much hair. I think that's fine. I think, that, I think it works for Guardiola. You can call company up, ask him, yeah, ask him how he's doing. Does he ever ask about me? What is he wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the things he'd want to know about Nathan Red. I haven't seen him on the app for a while. <laughs> Vish, what, um, how do you think Burnley will do this season? I'm quite excited by them because I think I think the way that they walked the championship last year, there was clearly a sense that they were building towards actually playing quite expansively in the Premier League. Mm. And part of you know part of company shtick has been like, I suppose, just embracing attacking play a bit more. I feel like we're going to see a very different Burnley in the much in the same way that we probably saw a very different Bournemouth last year. Um, in terms of like when they first came in and they were quite expansive. They kind of have that lead into it. And I think mm. I'm quite excited by that because th- there'll be a lot of eyes on company generally. And I think the the quality of coverage, I mean, it's beholden to people to go a bit deeper with them. But I feel like a lot of it will revolve around company and this idea that he's mm. part of Man City's succession plan rather than Burnley's future. That'll, what, that'll be exactly what Burnley fans get annoyed about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm about to overrate Burnley the same way I overrated Forest last season. Mm. I thought for, as soon as I saw Forest, I was like, they're going to be really good this year. And then obviously they, they kind of ebbed and flowed and they managed to stay in the league, but they weren't you know, consistently good. You know, there's different reasons for that, perhaps. But out of the three teams that are coming up, I think Burnley look the best equipped, yeah. I think. And so... Um, yeah, it'll be a really interesting thing to to, to to witness, I reckon. Yeah. Well, on the actual charity shield itself, I can't call it the charity shield. I cannot you're, stop. You're, it's because you're, 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 you're a certain vintage. I am, yeah. When did it That's stop becoming the charity shield, Peter? Oh, God knows. Probably like 2002 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do O-levels? 
I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> didn't go to school, Pete. He's raised by wolves, <laughs> <No>. right? <laughs> uh, well, uh, on do the you ever text those wolves? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, probably about looking right. after your young and still got protecting mine. them. <laughs> still got mine. <laughs> I can do what I want. Yeah. Uh, well, on the Arsenal side of the ledger, the Gunners have been the biggest spenders in world football this summer. Um, they, which they which is which it, is a bit mad, isn't it? In I, world football, I think that is something that has gone massively underreported. Now I understand you're in. Oh, it'll be reported by the end of the season. Don't you worry about but, that. But you're on shaky ground when you say because you don't know what different media people are mm. consuming. Maybe I just haven't seen it. Mm. But to me, that's uh, not been the story. No, and I, th- yeah. I think if you come second and 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 really run Man City as close as as you, as, as that, a two hundred million cash and injection, then you, and, then you dub- and then you double down with that mm. afterwards. That's like that's an amazing thing. I think. I think mm. it's particularly with a club of the profile of Arsenal, who you know perhaps are seen to get things wrong on the pitch more often than not recently, since, yeah. until Arteta came fair. in, really. That's fair. Um, I think it's a really exciting thing, and I think the signs they've made have been great. I, yeah. I, I don't know why yeah. people have been so kind of tepid on them, really. Yeah. I think people are seeing them as as maybe a flash in the pound one season where they've done well, and now, of course, they've got Champions League to think about, and they've got other things to, 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 to deliver on because the expectation will be higher. But the way they've gone after players and the way they've secured them quite easily. I mean, look, look at look at for example, um, they they actually end up shelling the money out for Declan Rice, paying a huge amount of money. Um, on the other side of it, West Ham spend all their time lording it up about how much money they managed to get for Declan Rice to try and appease their fans. Being unable and to spend it. Yeah, and don't fucking sign anyone. Maguire, like, 20 million, thank you. Yeah, because they lowball everyone out. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it can easily go pretty wrong. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't take long for fans to get on a club's back in the summer because there's no football to be associated with. And so if the, if the signings aren't going as they expect, they get fucking pissed off. Arsenal fans are terrible for that generally, yet it's gone really well. And I think it's, it's not much been made of it. Not enough been made of it, I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I actually, yeah, I was, um, you know, when you read up about the West Ham situation at the moment, and the fact that there are all these players they want in to fill that gap that Declan Rice has left. But because they spent so much money, sorry, so much time getting more money out of Arsenal, which is absolutely their right. They've, mm. they've done the right thing. But because it played out so publicly, I know everyone knew that Rice was going to go for a serious amount of money, but they've suddenly gone from, yeah, right, we've, 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 we've done brilliantly well here to negotiating really badly on the other side of the yeah. ledger where they've got to bring in a replacement there's still some time left I suppose oh yeah definitely but you'd, you'd, you'd have thought given when the actual deal was ratified and it felt like the Rice deal did drag on a long time but they should have had so they, I feel like they should have had a, a bit more a pla- well up. just, just, just yeah, I have, mean are they just really cash poor they just literally yeah maybe maybe yeah, yeah. Um, but it feels like they should have been further along the process with, with recruiting other people and it does mm. sound like um, uh, David Moyes and they, they've so they've got this new um, director of football yeah, at have, the moment um, yep. I can't, sorry, I'm just getting his name up uh, Tim Stiden who mm. it seems that like him and Moyes are having a bit of a oh. bit of friction there about who, who they rate and who they want to get in David Moyes does not want after after what I know, I know they struggled slightly in the Premier League last season and I actually think they'll struggle this season for, for maybe mm. slightly different reasons but they they won a European trophy last summer well last season and David Moyes you can just tell does not want to be told what to do by some numbers bod yeah. off the back yeah. of that. given the way he conducts himself and the way he goes about his business he doesn't want some absolute nerd mm. telling him what to I'll do you a yeah. slap yeah, exactly and I, th- I think that's probably the cause of a lot of the issues I suppose mm. and I think just to go back to Arsenal because I suppose that's where, where we started on this I think the signings have been really smart I think I, I can't believe how people are, how, how cool people have been on um, Havertz yeah. he's a fucking brilliant signing in my opinion yeah, yeah I suppose it depends where he plays like there was a bit of talk about him playing in the midfield three I suppose he's quite a 
quite diverse in the in the fact that he can play a few different roles. And I, like I, he's the most interesting slash exciting because of the interesting. But you know what you're getting with Rice, I suppose, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. I, I just I'm fascinated to see what Arteta does with him, where he, where he deploys him, whether he will be more of that false nine that he wasn't quite at Chelsea, even though mm. he is that kind of player in terms of replacing Jesus for the start of the season because Jesus has got that knee injury or if he's in that midfield three. Play, for me, Arteta will play him deeper and it's a really great signing because I think Arteta is clever enough to get out of what in what he was good at in Germany. Yes. He's already yeah, settled yeah. in London. Mm-hmm. His stock is already low because there's not much expectation because of what's happened at Chelsea. But really, they're just taking advantage of a rival club's fuckery because he's, they, if, if everything had been going well at Chelsea, it's kind of unthinkable that they got him. Yeah, right. yeah. Because they're not going to want to necessarily sell to a rival club, but it's such a it's such a shit show at Chelsea in terms of players that they've been able to nip in there and get um, and take advantage of it. I, I don't think there's a chance he plays him up front like that, even with Jesus injured. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I think even more with even more withdrawn, like, mate. Well, maybe, but I think his his plan is, as Jim said a few weeks ago, is to find someone to replace. Jacker in that more advanced midfield position, and I think Havertz will do that. Yeah, I suppose, and the fact that different type of player, yeah, but in a similar role. And if you look at that midfield as well, it does feel like they lack a left footer, considering where Xhaka, you know, was operating when they had the ball. You know, you often mm. see out, see him out on the left, and you know, first time crossing in, which is obviously something that they need to cover for as well. So yeah, terrible news about Jesus though. Like oh, start, yeah. starting the um, season like that with a, having to have a surge on his. But it feels it does feel quite it. it does feel quite encouraging though, doesn't it? Because it feels like they they. They identified it and they operate straight away, right. and they've kind of covered for any, Jesus you know, repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to a point. It, feel, yeah. it feels like they've they've been quite quick about it. But I right. think I think he might be more seriously injured than they're letting on. Oh yeah, almost certainly. A few weeks is always month at least. Mm. So yeah, a few weeks is like, can we just do what something else? <laughs> yeah. Who bit. knows? Yeah. Yeah, Leave it. Don't text him. Yeah, speaking of injuries, did you see that Christopher and Kunku thing for Chelsea? Jeez, oh. it's like, it's <laughs> like, like modern football. It, it, it's so he was playing uh, for Chelsea against um, Dortmund in some spurious cup in pre-season uh, in America, and um, the pitch was so cut up. Did you see it? it yeah, was it was absolutely terrible. terrible. Um, and they say it was because uh, Ed Sheeran uh, had played a concert a couple of days before, and the, his fans. The absolute rabble rouser. <laughs> Just they 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 cut up the Ed, entire don't, pitch. Don't play any Ed, heavier stuff. Ed, you know, Ed, no wall of death. <laughs> Stop it. Don't do that maiden cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they've ruined it, and uh, it's costing Kunku uh, quite badly. What I find fascinating about this is that when I was playing on Sundays right. as a kid, sometimes you know. We were, we were Sunday footballers, right? Yeah. And sometimes you would go to a game on a Sunday morning and they'd say it was, it was really cold and the pitch was half frozen. Our manager then would mm. say, we're not playing. Right, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not having a young kid yeah. break, break his, his leg. leg yeah. and I'll have Luke Will break their legs. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Will do that anyway. Um, so and I guess it's sponsorship reasons, it's commercial considerations that win out, which is a really awful thing to mm. admit from football as a sport. But there's no way, based on what I completely agree with you, Pete, there's no way they should have fucking played it. But surely yeah. insurance-wise, surely clubs are insured, very much like when Michael Owen got injured on England duty and paid Newcastle, I think, his entire fee of, uh, of signing. Um, surely they were in a situation where if they can't provide a suitable 
at playing surface. But that's missing the point because he's cost fifty two million. He's money, a, he's a, money is the point. Luke. He's a hallmark player for them. Yeah. Pochettino isn't going to be thinking that. He's going to be thinking I've got one of my best players out mm. for however many games because of this nonsense yeah. and, and the insurance payout isn't going to keep me in a fucking job. That's what he's going to be thinking. I, I think he'd be in a job. I think he's I, got a pretty safe seat. Are you uh, <laughs> are Chelsea, you in love with the state of blue? <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> literally Luke. the only insurance song any of us know. Yeah. Yeah. I've googled some other ones, but they're just like photograph. What does yeah. that mean? <laughs> photograph of Perfect. a Chelsea player. Oh. Shivers. Um, <laughs> um, well, we, we're kind of ignoring Martin the... Shivers. Galway goal. Doesn't... That's not his. Big, the, just trying to foot football from Galway. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Galway. Oh, there you go. Galway girl. Thank you. Uh, Man City have agreed a 77 million fee for uh, Joshua Gavardiol uh, from RB Leipzig. Uh, they don't include add-ons, so the 80 million pound paid for Harry Maguire still remains the British record for a defender. Well, and that's the real quiz. The thing is, a lot of people see that as a, a dig at Manchester United. Well, it is. When, yeah, it is. But I think it goes more than that. I think it transcends that. I think the fact that we all exist in an environment where 80 million pound can be spent on Harry Maguire shames mm. all of us we're all complicit <laughs> we're in all some complicit. way yeah. and like the best and like the best artistic tragedies it tells us a lot more mm. about ourselves not I, about I, Harry first I they played so. 80 million for Harry Maguire yeah, and I, I, I didn't speak up because <laughs> yeah. I, I was not Harry Maguire <laughs> <laughs> and then they came for me and there was no one to be really slow on the turn for me the, uh, the worst thing about that was the, the report that says Man City were privately delighted that it cost less than Harry Maguire they're responsible for United doing that because they drove up the price of Harry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. So they've mugged off twice. Yeah. They're just over a good, signing they just good make. at this, aren't they, Man City? <laughs> it's just very good. Why do they have to include that? Nah. Leave us alone. <laughs> the, the, the real reason it's, it's still a record for Harry Maguire is because Messi pulled Guardiola's pants down in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw. And he was like, oh, that, that'll not five million off. At least um, he's still got his nuts. But you know what, Vish? I get a lot, and this is not about me. It's not about me, but just as a preface, I get a lot of stick on social media, particularly about the Harry Maguire thing. People say you're too harsh. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. He's actually not that bad, et cetera, et cetera. And we haven't been on the show for ages together. As a Man United fan, is he that bad? Um, you happy for him to go to West Ham for 30 million? Which yeah, is what it eventually Oh, yeah, yeah, 30. I think yeah, yeah, we're only after yeah. 20. But, no, but I mean, it will eventually yeah. be someone like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, I am, yeah. I, I don't think the... <laughs> It's hard to be like, not play someone all season, take the captaincy off them, <laughs> you know, basically not even play them in cup games at points. <laughs> play Luke Shaw ahead of him. Yeah. He's not even a centre back. Yeah. <laughs> um, for play five foot ten Luke Shaw ahead of him mm. and then be like, well, he's a brilliant player. We want, yeah. we want 60 million for him. <laughs> yes. like, oh, we want our money back. Yeah. Your yeah. actions are proof of what you. Uh, what How long have you been there? Well, uh, quite a Don't while. Too long, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> West Ham saying. Um, yeah, you paid eighty million for Maynard. That is very much your problem. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing to do with us. Yeah, yeah, that is. Well, he's an eighty million pound rated player. It's like, well, technically, in your department, yeah, I've typed the Reg into Auto Trader, and that's what's coming up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll sit here sometimes with Marcus there, right, and Andy there, yeah. and Marcus will say Harry Maguire's great. You're too harsh, and England, Andy will say England. I don't fucking give a shit. Right, I, I don't care. about So you Harry have Maguire. to, you have to say the words. I think so. You have to. Well, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think I want a Man United fan to say it, so yeah. it takes the heat off me. I, okay. I think I think the thing about it is that he has not been covered particularly well. He's got a goalkeeper. He had a goalkeeper behind him who didn't want to, couldn't use his feet. Mm. He had a midfield in front of him that didn't want to be there in midfield specifically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now he's got a goalkeeper who berates him all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, where are you going? Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do see that side of it, but I mean, it feels like if if he does stay at United and he does break back into the first team and, and command the spot 
generally one of the great kind of individual comeback stories yeah. because of how low his stock was. Narrative is always the winner in these situations. And that's right. And that's, that's as, it should, as it should be. Like, the one yeah. thing I would... He needs I would, to move to a Burnley or West Ham though, you're right. Before, I move, before we move on, Pete, the one thing I just wanted to add about Man City is just if you were going to... You know, it's, it's thin, it's thin gruel really, but if you were going to kind of level some kind of criticism at Man City and, and maintain the level they've been at... Mm. Um, it's the fact they haven't really done an awful lot in the, in the transfer window, with the exception of Guardiola and Kovacic, who I think is a good signing for them, actually. But they've lost players, right? So, <laughs> yeah, they, they have, but I feel so like... Resu- and they've all been... And all the players coming through have played with some of the best footballers on the planet. It's just... It just mm. seems so inevitable that it, they're going to be such a I said it was Stingrel. I said it was Stingrel. Kovacic, I think, is a, is a great signing, as you said. So energetic, so good on the ball. And I think in a more structured team is just going to f- flourish. Um, bear in mind how little Phil Foden played last season and mm. the fact that he, maybe with Gundogan gone that he plays a bit more in midfield and can <laughs> assume some of the positions that he did which is mad to think that like he's one of the most talented English players <laughs> of his generation crazy, and it's, crazy, yeah. so I, yeah I feel like they'll be fine yeah. I mean, if you talk about Foden he'd probably be you can make an argument no Mahrez as well obviously but then that's yeah Mahrez is yeah, a, yeah. a bit below he'd still be 100 million footballer I think, I think Foden <laughs> would be the best player at 90 odd percent of Premier League clubs yeah which is, shows you the perspective yeah. I mean he, he is that good alright it's probably time to take a shot at advertorial sojourn we'll be back very uh, shortly uh, with stories from um, well the Faroe Islands and also some great job opportunities for someone at Spurs <laughs> see you in a bit If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Major problems with it. From me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. <laughs> Good times for West Ham. It's just an un- that last season, the season before. It's just an underrated thing that happened. <laughs> it it's awful and horrific. Mm. But the fact that that happened, and Suna said that, like mm. the football people are, are incapable of talking about anything yeah. outside of the football way of speaking, <laughs> and that is a great example of it. Yeah. Like, like that fact. I can't remember who it is now, but there was a footballer from the seventies who wrote in his autobiography about his son being born. And he ended it by saying, and to be fair to the wife, she put in an unbelievable shift in the hospital. (laughs) It's impossible for him to speak about things in any other way than that. Also that he had to watch a slow down video of Kurt Zuma thumping his cat to be like, yeah, Yeah. it's unprovoked that. (laughs) Cat's done nothing wrong. Wasn't even going for the I want to see what happened before then. I want to see what that We don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. No, we don't want to see it. Um, Well, all of this uh, is immaterial. uh, Speaking, of course, about the um, title race because um, Spurs are tipped for the top. They have uh, announced that the club will be trialling a drummer this season. A drummer in the stands, mm-hmm. bashing away, uh, and it's all just gravy. Did it's you, read the, good did stuff, you, did you read the letter? Read the letter? They yeah, yeah, yeah. Season ticket yeah. Holders. It was like such an apologetic letter. It's like such a letter written by a club who've got no kind of uh, cachet with their fans. Yeah. 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 Like we're really, it might as well just started, we're really sorry about this, but we'd like to try it if you don't mind. <laughs> And, and, and then there was and also... he's not going to play it all the way through, like on the continent. Uh, yes, gonna... that's what he said. Yeah, it's not foreign muck. Yeah, it's not. We've got Brexit done. It's, didn't we? it's a good British drum. <laughs> it's an oven ready drum didn't deal. Someone, didn't someone say that they were just letting a drummer in? Oh, that's anyway, a great story was, about there was, it. There was a guy who used to turn up with a drum. You should turn up. You should let him in without even looking at his ticket. He didn't have a ticket for ten seasons. Ten that, seasons. Can, that cannot be that true. Cannot it be is. True. It is true. Sure. Is it genuinely true? It's been widely reported as true. Turn so what was it? So, yeah, so he so but they must have checked it the first time, yeah. I think yeah. what probably happened was he had a ticket for the first season, came in with his drum and was the drummer. Then he was known as the drummer. The drum guy. And then yeah. no one just they probably just waved him in. Imagine it's just <laughs> like you go through and like, can I see your ticket? Well, I've got the drum with he me. Well, the drum. Yeah. In he comes. Who are you yeah. talking to? Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's in that drum? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is, that why, is. is that why you always see Meg Wire, the Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. loads of famous drummers say that they just left and let me in here. Is that the first yeah. drummer you thought of? That was, yeah. I don't know any it's... other drummers. Keith you Moe? don't know any other drummers? Ringo Starr? That's wild. Ringo Starr was a drummer. I just know about the nose. Is he the nose? Oh my is he God. the nose? Does he have a big nose? Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. Where's, where's that come from? You don't know who Ringo Starr is? I mean, I do. He's in the Beatles. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, the, I don't know like, the instrument specific things. Yeah. Right. They what, do you, what do you think John Lennon played? The guitar. The bassoon. <laughs> like, do you want another three? I, I know this randomly because I think I was looking into it for something else. Who's the one from the Libertines? What's his name? 
Oh, he's called Gary someone. Quite a cool he's guy. Gary, he's yeah. not famous, really. Uh, but the three m- wealthiest drummers of all time, Ringo Starr's one of them, obviously. Mm. The other two, interestingly, I think, are Dave Grohl. Oh, uh, right? yeah. And Phil Collins. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I'm a, I'm but a, you didn't know Phil Collins was a drummer either, did you? Well, no, because the gorilla advert with the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, famously, Phil Collins isn't playing in that fucking advert, though, is it? Well, no, no, it's a costume, isn't it? It's not a real gorilla. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, elsewhere, good God, elsewhere, uh, Burnley advertising for a match day stretcher bearer. I'd love to do that. Which is just. Why do they call it stretcher bearer, though? I don't know. Like, it's an unwe- like what, a really heavy weight on you your what, soul. Do you know what the biggest anxiety about that job is? Um, slipping on the grass. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, it's space, a very you? greasy surface, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Pitch. Greasy. Like, you'd have to wear um, football boots, then you get look like you feel a bit like a full kit wanker. Yeah. Don't, wouldn't that? Isn't that like the job for a not quite a paramedic, but someone who's medically trained? I think yeah. part of the medical staff would be doing that. Yeah. They say in the job. They say in the job um, adver- advertisement. They say you need to be qualified for some kind of first aid. I think. Right. right. Yes, I he think. is first aid trained. Yeah. Give <laughs> it's got, like, it, it, it sort of sounds a little bit like it's like a managerial role, like Paul Bearer. The, uh, yeah. the, 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 the stretcher bearer. It just seems a bit like... like My company! <laughs> I, was about, I was about to do that. I'm pretty you did it. I'm pretty you did it. Yeah. The EFL kicks off this weekend, lads. Are you excited? I'm excited because... Uh, it's, well, it's not starting with Sheffield Wednesday against Southampton on Friday night. I'm mainly excited because uh, Newcastle have raided the Southampton squad for Valentino. Oh, nice. We've got a new Tino in the squad, guys. Yeah. I know I, we're not talking about... It sounds sexy, actually. The Premier League. Mm. It, sounds, it sounds Italian, but I think his... Dad's Portuguese, his mum's Scottish, and he comes from Croydon. It's good stuff. I was about to say, it's the sexiest thing to come out of Southampton since Craig David. (laughs) But Southampton (laughs) have rejected a £30 million bid for uh, JWP from West Ham. They just can't catch catch a deal, can they, West Ham? A bit low, though, for JWP. I know he does one thing very, very well. Why are you calling him that? I like it. Fish, has anyone called him that? It's like Price Waterhouse and Cooper, or whatever it's called. (laughs) Um, I obviously, like most football fans, use uh, Matt Letizia's weekly newsletter for my football (laughs) news. And I've seen nothing in there about James Ward-Prowse. Okie dokie. Although I think Matt Letizia's stock at Southampton has almost plummeted somewhat. I don't think he's an ambassador anymore. I don't think he's allowed to be because of some of his... Oi, because because the fucking mainstream media keep his opinions down for most Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, (laughs) I I think that James Ward-Prowse is probably... That's about right for him, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you reckon? Yeah, I mean, 30 million, he's in the championship now. I mean, you, uh, You've got a real downer about him. I think, he's an over, I think he's an overrated player. If Marcus was here, he'd be fuming. And that's yeah. why, mostly why I say <laughs> it. And I know Marcus will listen to this. That's why yeah. I know that I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, but look, Friday night, um, tonight, Pete, the championship kicks off. It's exciting because the championship plays a million games and there's always something to get stuck into. Exactly. When you're in a situation where you've got nothing on, always a championship <laughs> game on. Yeah, I mean, stick that in the posters. They should. When you when you're at home, you've got nothing on. Stick the championship. Is it, on. is it a little bit tragic that they've obviously taken a lot of advice, probably for some kind of agency, and started to record? And obviously, a few years ago, started to call themselves the EFL because it's like a branding thing, isn't it? I don't, I don't mind. mind. I don't, I don't, mind, don't mind it. But what happened to the seventy-two? It. That was the big thing, wasn't it? They were talking it about was. the seventy-two quite a lot. Yeah, they stopped that. Stop that when yeah. it became the seventy-three. Yeah, absolutely stopped <laughs> it. Confusing. But there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on in the championship as ever. Um, you know, Sheffield Wednesday have got a. Um, got a, uh, a big assignment ahead of them, haven't they, given what's happened with them in the summer after their heroics mm. last season. Well, D- Darren Moore, their manager, has, has since left, which is a confusing story quite a little bit earlier in the uh, Yeah, but the, the, pro- the, the, the reason you can never know what actually happened about that is because the owner at Sheffield Wednesday, you can't believe a single thing that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> like He just comes up with out, outrageous stuff. Like he, yeah. he said that Darren Moore asked for a contract four times bigger than the one he was currently on. Mm. And like even if that is true... 
They've just been promoted. Mm. It's a negotiation. Yeah. He's probably worthy of a new contract because of the negotiation. And he wants to start the negotiation off. Yeah. You know, just do a jo- do your job. Do your job. Like, you negotiating that, it's like, you'll never believe what he said. Have you made your uh, money in business by go- just getting offended by things <laughs> that, other, that other people want? How dare want? you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are a football club, not then, a big tomb full of money. And then when, uh, when um, the owner um, kind of started talking about this, he then just got on a massive rant about Carlton Palmer. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's seen that, I think that... every every manager at every echelon of the uh, of the league should uh, should do a little rant about Carlton Palmer. That's for some you, reason, yeah, just like that, an initiation. Yeah, yeah, just like, sort of freestyle an abusive rap about Carlton Palmer. Stand for some on, stand, not abusive. Not Why abusive. Is that abusive? Well, it's abusive to say. I, I have it. a. I have an amusing Carlton Palmer story where I was at Newark Airport um, having arrived into the US and he was like a few people in front of me. And so, you know, when the when the line snakes, you end up kind of like parallel to people. Yeah. And it was clearly, because it was a flight from London, there were clearly a few people who were like, I think that's Carlton Palmer. <laughs> he's, quite, he's a big guy as well. And yeah, yeah and, and like he'd clearly got annoyed with people like just constantly turning and looking at him, turning and looking at him. And one guy just like plucked up the courage and like, are you Carlton Palmer? And he went, oh, no. And the guy went, you fucking are. <laughs> Yes, and, and turned good. around and was annoyed that he denied <laughs> me Carlton Palmer. Brilliant. <laughs> because if you didn't know who Carlton Palmer, what are you Carlton Palmer? Would be a que- if someone asked me that question, I would. It would I be confusing, wouldn't it? it would if someone confusing. asked you that. Yeah, yeah, for a number of different reasons. <laughs> but, and you'd um, say yes, I'm, wouldn't I'm, you? I, yeah. I'm trying to pretend. Imagine a world where Carlton Palmer doesn't exist. Yeah, you'd, you'd be said- like, that sounds like a drink. <laughs> or, a, or a golf move or something. Made, but you've met in this anecdote. Are you Carlton Palmer? You've managed to focus a brand? on the one person in the world you don't actually look like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite ironic, really. Are you Carlton Palmer? <laughs> on the Football Ramble Twitter, you mentioned anything about Pete's lookalikes. The replies are absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Mm. It's about 500 in about 10 minutes of all mm. different people you look like. Mm. Carlton Palmer's never in it. No, no, he's never he's, in there. He's, he's not. Uh, in Poor old Carlton. He's done nothing wrong in this situation. Apart, yeah. apart from having an opinion, he just wants to get into the US. He just wants to get into the US. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, the relegated sides from the Premier League, Leicester City are hosting the playoff finalists Coventry City, while Leeds United host Cardiff City. Aaron Ramsey back in Cardiff, which is good to see. Possibly cool. might be an albatross that Cardiff will live to regret. Turned down a. I think he turned on a big offer somewhere else as well to go back to the old boyhood club. I like it. Yeah. Your Bellamy's of this world. Yeah. Love it. He, he's, the, what he's doing is he's, he's going to be in the um, gym recovering from multiple injuries, uh, <laughs> not far from his family home. So yeah. that's probably why he's done it. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Are you saying he's, using, he's going to use it as a pure gym? <laughs> yeah, he might do. Yeah. <laughs> Some Which one's the 24 hour? 10 quid a week. Are they the 24 hour? Pure one? gym, yeah. Yeah, I think he would do that. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been in a gym at like 2 a.m.? Well, stop that question. Have you, have you ever been in the gym? <laughs> Really? If you ever go to the gym like 2am, it's postmen and psychopaths. It's absolutely yeah. bizarre stuff. People who work in the psychopaths. Yeah. What time's you what time's your option? Is that John Ronson book? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've tried to be an early but I'm six thirty. Bloody hell, really? So yeah. what time are yeah. you getting up? Yeah. For a lather. Uh five forty five. Do you co- uh, do you drink um a strong black coffee or do you worry coffee. that you poop yourself when you um do some benching? No, coffee toilet. Do you eat before? Coffee toilet out, no no. No. Fasted. Right. Interesting. What about you, Peter? I don't go to the gym. No, you do a lot of DIY, though, don't you? I do actually? a lot of DIY. Yeah. I was working on my... Uh, Dog's my, nuts. My, my boot. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on my boot vent yesterday. What's was, a boot uh, vent? It's like a vent that when you slam the boot really hard, it sort of... Why are you doing that? You've got a nice car. I know. Yeah, but he's bought it from some... I bought it from guy. some absolute idiot. It's an absolute yeah. lemon. 
<laughs> he didn't well, even, I'm an idiot. The thing is, Vish, he done the one thing you don't do. He went to the garage <laughs> not expecting to buy a car and yeah. then came back with a car. Yeah. And then refused to tell us what it was for like two months because he was so embarrassed. You I know thought, when you go shopping when you're hungry and it's the worst yeah, idea Yeah, exactly. He's done that. Yeah. With a car. With, with I went, a car. I rang, I rang up the, the... Got four cars. I rang up the garage. I went, yeah, all right, uh, yeah, you know that battery you saw me? It's not working. Then I went in the boot. Full of water. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> full of water. <laughs> The slam vent. It's a known. It's a known issue. Yeah. This is the oh, same car dear. you put piss in the. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 I haven't wiper. treated it well. To be fair, no. I haven't treated it well. Uh, so elsewhere, um, Tom Brady <laughs> has been announced as a new minority owner of Birmingham City. He will also be. Do you want me to translate that for you? He's been paid to be <laughs> Tom uh, Brady, a figurehead for Tom, uh, for an investment firm. Tom Brady has embarked upon quite an interesting exercise to market his wellness brands. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically uh, what's happening. Tom, yeah. Br- Tom Brady, an investor in uh, Nighthead Capital Management, has taken a keen interest in one of his investments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think people are expecting a Rob McElhenney, Ryan Reynolds situation. Similar, similar situation yeah, though, isn't it? Should, but they're just, more, they're just more visible, aren't they? No, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds are majority owners and taking a lot of interest in the day to day running Tom Brady will never be in Birmingham <laughs> and then part of, part of their you know part of their wealth has been accrued by being charismatic mm. not quite the same as Tom Brady <laughs> no no really and, and is it not a risk for these kind of you know they spoke about like um, Lewis Hamilton invested in something I can't remember is it a risk to your um, uh, to, your, to, to your own kind of PR if you um, you are a figurehead for one of your investments in the investment firm I- yeah, sorry. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it an issue? I think that's I think that's a really interesting point because I think the reason you see this more and more, and it's like it, you know, it's a little bit different when you think of like Gotham FC in um, you know the NWSL in mm. uh, in the US because there are a lot of prominent female athletes who are involved in that who actually care about mm. pushing women's sport forward. Yeah, this feels a bit more like actually, if the people of Birmingham hate Tom Brady, is that a problem for Tom Brady? Probably not. No. Mm. You wait till you hear about some of his political opinions. <laughs> <laughs> shit get really interesting but after the, that. But even then, he he just kind of goes with the wind, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he doesn't even have the courage of his own convictions. But I, but I think when he got when he got interviewed at his locker that time, and it was a prominent "Make America Great Again" cap, yeah, bright red cap in the locker. Mm. At that point, he knew what he was doing then. Yeah, and he got yeah. a load of fucking stick for it, and I think his his wife or ex, now ex wife was particularly angry with him. He knew what he was doing there. Yeah, so I think I think. Mm. Yeah, he's a bit of a character. A brain. funny jips that will literally lose you ten million pounds. He's, he's, he's obviously a legend. Like a yeah, like um, he's out, out, out of this world. What's, legend, a, what's yeah. a baby Gronk? <laughs> what, what do you mean? What's a baby Gronk? Gronk is a uh, was yeah, a tight Rob Gronkowski. But what? What? It's a is, drink, isn't it? No, but he, he, I think he's a little lad who plays. Isn't ma- he, NFL. isn't baby Gronk maybe? Oh, baby, baby Gronk is like baby another Gronk. tight a, end, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I know. I think he's a, he's a he's a young. Like ten-year-old footballer who's really good at football, <laughs> right, but yes. he's people yeah. talk about I'm him all the time, of him. and I don't really know what he's about. Is he a professional footballer? I just know he's he ten years like old. A... <laughs> Can you be a professional? Footballer? His name is Madden old. San Miguel. I know that. Um, Lovely. I know that. Um, That's a good night in for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gronk Gronk loved a party, right? So I thought yeah. it might have been some cocktail he designed or something. Yeah. But because I just wrestle this back to something semi-serious, just before we move on. What's interesting, I think, more broadly about all this stuff is that sport has now created athletes that are well, so wealthy and powerful, they're now starting to invest in the sports themselves. It's happening everywhere. You know, whether it's um, LeBron James investing in part of Liverpool, whether it's, you know, the Nevilles and the Class of 92 doing the Salford City thing. A lot, a lot of American athletes are doing it as well, as we've seen here. 
Like, it's quite interesting how that, what the end game for all that is, because ultimately you could find a, a large amount of clubs in football are going to be owned by famous people who are wealthy and also athletes themselves. Yeah. And I just wondered how that will play out in terms of how it, what direction it takes the sport. It seems to be happening more and more all the time now. I think the one thing to be said of um, uh, Birmingham's owners as well, so it's like the Shelby company that uh, like that's the holding company that actually owns Birmingham and part of St. Andrews as well. I think right. they like when you re- read a bit more. What's about the Picky it, Blinders? Yeah, I mean perfect. That, yeah, that, I mean that's, that's the most pathetic after, right? thing. Yeah. yeah, is it? Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, I know. Off. Just lame. fuck off! It's like that's the name of a like a, Facebook a criminal group. group. Yeah, well, the a reason group that burned half of Birmingham down. Good, re- brilliant. The reason Pete's angry about that in reality is because he was dressing like a Peaky Blinder years before the show came out, yeah, and now people have yeah. jumped on the bandwagon, haven't they? Look, that's another one. Look like it was his brother, the little the one who used to be a towel. The one that Marcus can talk about. Talk yeah, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. It's been a long, long road, but uh, Jean-Luigi uh, Buffon has finally retired. Forty-five, twenty-eight years in the game. Uh, lovely little stat from not really a stat from Richard Jolly on Twitter. Uh, this will be the first season since nineteen thirty to thirty-one where none of Stanley Matthews, Peter Shelton, and Buffon makes a first-team appearance. It's absurd that <laughs> almost a hundred years. Yeah, you know how they say that, like. The, the 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 first person who's going to uh, live to two hundred is is already alive. Yes, yeah. Who do you think of the of the current crop of footballers will be that? Um, Peter Shilton, one million mile jaguar. <laughs> Peter Shilton. <laughs> Peter Shilton, yeah, he could yeah. come back. Funded yeah, yeah. by uh, funded by some quite serious um, xenophobic hatred. <laughs> will fuel him all the way to two hundred years old. Is, is there anyone who's got? He looks like two hundred. He's playing the fucking World Cup ninety. To be fair, Milner, well, if, if he wants it, you know. If, if, if Milner wants it, yeah. I tell you what, the only person stopping James Milner living to 200 years old is James Milner. Yeah. 100%. Well, I meant play it on and on. I didn't mean go no, to 200. No, live to 200. Okay, fair. fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's quite telling that the last two, you know, Shilton, Gianluigi Buffon, goalkeepers, um, you might be in a situation now where because of the proliferation of so many different leagues, paying people a lot of money. Yeah. Trying to think who would be the... Is that Donnarumma, maybe? Yeah, okay. Right, like fair, the yeah, high-profile goalkeeper who... Well, so he could just keep going to a, a, a different, like... Petro dollar states, mm. yeah, over and over again. Yeah, he's like eighty-four. Yeah, mm. who are also like subsidiaries of like Gerard PK's five-a-side league or something. <laughs> You'll play at Vauxhall goals I'll, until he's seventy. <laughs> that'd be, I'd be up for that. Yeah, yeah lovely. I, I, I love Buffon just chiefly because it's right in that sweet spot of when I was, you know, a younger man mm. loving football and the glamour of it and that kind of stuff. He's obviously been one of the greatest keepers of all time. <clears throat> for me, the the ninety-eight, ninety-nine Palmer season. Well, they won the UEFA Cup, uh, and I think they won a domestic cup that season as well. Um, and obviously, Palmer went to absolute rack and ruin. But some <laughs> of the players they had there, yeah. like and Buffon was obviously the keeper. They had um, Sensini, Fuzier, Dino Baggio, Hernan Crespo's top scorer that season. Aspria played, mm. Veron was there, uh, Mario Stanic was there, Fabio Cannavaro, uh, Chiesa, Turam. There's so many good players. Uh, it was such a joy to watch. And it was a really kind of exotic thing to get to catch one of their games or something back then. Mm. Um, and so for that reason, he'll always have a place in my heart. I think Ariel Ortega might have signed for them that season as well, Ooh. who was also like a legendary number 10 mm. uh, for, the, for the younger listeners who don't know who he is. Like just a great, great squad. And he was like a, the coolest goalkeeper, mm. like with his hair and the way he used to look so like continentally glamorous. Yeah. It was brilliant. Because back then, goalkeepers here... Neville Southall. Yeah, we're kind of like they. I mean, Schmeichel was maybe an outlier, but they weren't really kind of cool. You was know. Schmeichel cool? But he was like a. He transcended the, the role. 
Right. And he and he, yeah, he did everything. And that season they won. Shaka Hislop was cool. You could see. I yeah, think that's Schmeichel fair. was that's not cool. cool. That's fair. I, I think the thing about Schmeichel is that, like, and and I suppose it's actually maybe it's more applicable to Buffon, but like because of Buffon's stature. You had a famous silhouette, and you only really think right. of that prominently with outfield players and the way they move. But I feel mm. like if you saw a silhouette of Buffon, you'd be like, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's almost like a childlike element to him of like, you see how he carries himself and how he stands in goal, and you're like, you're the biggest man in the world. Well, slightly mm. bent over, but, yeah. but looking fucking like a massive spider. How have you ever conceded a goal? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. When, when back in the 90s, you know, Italian football was the football. It was the football. Mm. So you would you would automatically be assuming that like a goalkeeper or a player who was playing in Serie A would be fucking great, right? And even though the, the Italian players who come into the Premier League have had a bit of a you know a bit of a mixed record, really. Mm. Like Italian goalkeepers, then there's so many of them. Yeah, and he was like one of the best. And there, and there was a long line of amazing Italian goalkeepers before that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. If you think of all his Italian, so what, hundred seventy six uh, caps for. For Italy, yeah, yeah. you know, the start of that, that's competing with some of the best goalkeepers around. And mm. the fact that, you know, he hands over to Donnarumma, who's basically built a bit like him as well, is, um, so I suppose that's part Pagliuca, of his legacy, isn't it? Pagliuca to... Yeah, pa- Pagliuca Peruzzi, and Perusio too. Toldo, mm. But, but, like, um, but yeah. like, you know, there's a Sebastiano Rossi, right, who's a legendary Milan goalkeeper. I think he had the record at one point for, um, for, not, for not conceding. Mm. He won 12 trophies with Milan, Played three hundred and fifty odd um, Serie A games with them, um, and never got cap for Italy. He mm. never won a single cap for Italy. So like, you know, the, the, the standard was incredible, and Buffon's you know seen as you know the pick of them really. Mm. Um, of course, he's not been the goalkeeper he was in recent years, but then you wouldn't expect that given his age. But just a legend of the game, like a total legend. And it's um, obviously time catches up with everyone. But it's mad to think that he's like three years older than me. <laughs> I, I could barely get out of bed. <laughs> so what a legend. Yeah, good luck to him, I say. Agreed. All right, it's time for this. Oh, we're not doing this, are we? Yeah, what? we're doing it, yeah. What, <laughs> what do you think you that is, pal? Oh, for fuck. I thought it would be a nice return show. No way, mate. want more pain. <laughs> you're, you're up against me. Jesus. Why? Let this jingle play. Come on. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, Vish doesn't know what that means. You didn't even know you playing it. Imagine an exam on your first day back at school. <laughs> You'd be livid, wouldn't you? But just imagine this is like what you did at summer. It's like a little diary entry. This is like the absolute West Brom v Stoke. Yeah. Like it is, yeah, yeah. I'm the lineal champion, aren't I, from last year? <laughs> to be fair, Vish is surprisingly good, even though he doesn't care. And that's what right. I like about him. I'll tell you if you're the lineal Effortless. champion, if I beat you or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, okay. All right, then. Uh, to simple game of categories, I'm going to give you a category. All you have to do is give me an answer that fits in that category. But if you're going too slow, I'll play an orgasm, which will leave you seven seconds to <laughs> reply. Uh, we're going to kick things off with you, Luki Moore. Number one, teams competing in the championship this season. 24 answers, a quick game's a good game. Uh, Chef Wednesday. Uh, Leicester. Southampton. Leeds. Millwall. Middlesbrough. Oh, fucking hell. They're always there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um... It's Torres! Hard, oh, isn't it? Why is it so hard? I know. You're just naming teams. Mad. Oh, fucking hell, I can't think of anyone. He is the <laughs> it, is just, one, it is just about sort of like, yeah, right, he's been relegated. <laughs> Rovers. Huh? Blackburn Rovers. Fuck you now. <laughs> Why am I so shit at this? 
Right, round number two, <laughs> kicking things off with uh, Vish. Quick game's a good game. Men who have finished men. in the top... Men. Just men. Men. Yeah. Who Name have, a man. Men who have finished in the top three of the Ballon d'Or on at least three occasions. Bearing in mind, there's first, second and third every year. Yeah, all right? Fine. So as long as you're in the mix, they've uh, appeared in the top three. Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Messi. Um, original Ronaldo. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, Zidane? Um, Robert Lewandowski. Ooh. Shit the bed. Ooh. Idiot. Ooh. Idiot Fuck. boy. Reason, I've got to get one, though. Idiot boy. I'll do go. This. I believe in you. Surely Ronaldinho has. Mm. Oh. What? Okay. <laughs> All right, you're back in then. Uh, Vish. Um, who are good players? <laughs> it, it <laughs> They're all good you. players. It freezes you this game. I think of a good freezes player. Freezes you dead. Um, when? <laughs> <laughs> when? When? Shevchenko. Andy Shevchenko. Congratulations, okay. Vish. Um, Johan Cruyff. Yes. In there. Ooh, right back old. at you. Right back um, at you, Vish. Ooh. You better go because I'm pretty Marco sure. Marco Van Basten. I'm pretty sure I've got one. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love to well see done. it. I love to see it. Andrea Pirlo. Oh, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Unlucky. That means Vish Unlucky. wins. That means Vish wins. Fuck you now. Yeah. I literally never win. <laughs> and, that's the, the game. and that's the real ashes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the real ashes. Started the, set, the, the, the game complaining about the fact that he had to play the game, but he's come away with the points. A few more examples. A few more examples. Uh, Fredo de Stefano, yeah. uh, Bobby Shotton, oh, wow. uh, Eusebio, Frank Beckenbauer, uh, Gerd Muller, Frank Spencer. Frank Spencer. <laughs> I went with France. France Beckenbauer, uh, Gerd Muller, uh, Karl Heinz Rummenigge, uh, Kevin Keegan, Luis yeah. Suarez. It's a good yeah. one. Uh, Michelle Platini and Raymond Coppa. So uh, right. congratulations to uh, Vish for that one. Uh, there'll be more Jackson Encyclopedia next no Friday. No but thanks. for now, yeah. thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Aircast Creator Network. Oh, it's a good network. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app and do make sure you subscribe to the OTC podcast feed as well. The first show drops next week. Good stuff. Excited for it. I am too. Season's underway now. I am too. I'd like. I'd like them to do Jackson's Encyclopedia. See how good they do. To be fair, Brussels are quite underwhelming at it. That's why it is a litmus test. test. All right. uh, I don't think they've got the minerals to do it. (laughs) No, I agree. (laughs) Uh, Luki Moa, he's put in a hell of a shift. To be fair. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. See you later. Fish tata. Welcome home. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Welcome home. He's not been anywhere. (laughs) Australia. (laughs) He's went to Australia. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.